Hi everyone and welcome to I Wanna Die. <laughs> um, no, welcome to Letterbox Book Club. I'm Mackenzie. And I'm Claire. And today we are going to be speaking about They Both Die at the End by Adam Silvera. And spoilers, they do both die at the end. Yes. So if Claire would like to take over and read the blurb, I know we're switching it up a little bit today, guys, but... Just for fun. On September... Good start. <laughs> on, on September 5th, a little after midnight, Deathcast calls Matteo and Rufus to give them some bad news. They're going to die today. Matteo and Rufus are total strangers, but for different reasons, they're both looking to make a new friend on their end day. The good news, there's an app for that. It's called The Last Friend, and through it, Rufus and Matteo are about to meet up for one last great adventure, to live a lifetime in a single day. Bro, I don't even have a blurb. <laughs> I can't even... Is it the hardcover? Yeah, because I have the collector's edition. My blurb is, live a lifetime in a single day. Meet Matteo and Rufus as they embark on one last iconic adventure. Paperbacks hit different, my friend. Oh, this one's gold, though, so... Oh, honestly, the cover does look really nice and really cool. Yeah, it's super nice. Anyway, that's besides the point. Mm-hmm. It's so bougie of you to not have a blurb. I know, right? Anyway, okay, would you like to kick us off with thoughts, feelings, emotions? Yes, I loved it. I enjoyed it. My eyes were glued to the pages once I started. I liked the world building and the implementation of multiple point of views, but then it got a little bit annoying towards the end, in my opinion. Primarily dual point of view with Matteo and Rufus. Loved it. And yeah, I thought there was going to be a bit more rom... I don't know. I don't know why I was expecting a little bit more romance between them. It is a pretty short book. So, I don't know. But yeah, enjoyed it. Loved it. Fantastic. Yeah, I agree. I really like dual point of view books. And yeah, like you were saying, I think it does get a bit much towards the end because I think there's trying to intro- the author is trying to introduce a lot of characters. And like some of it, you're like, oh, okay, like I get why you're doing this. But the other ones, I'm just like, oh, like, did we really need this? And yeah, like, it's a small book, if you're an avid reader, I guess. And yeah, I was expecting a little bit more um, love. Yeah, a bit more romance. Sorry, everyone, I have strep throat. I know I'm always sick, but yeah, if you hear me, like, dying, that's it. Also, I'm eating a bagel, so you might get some ASMR of my eating, but that's fine. Yeah, um, I've got notes, like I always do. Um, so just while we're talking about thoughts, feelings, emotions, no book has devastated me this much since Looking for Alaska. And everyone in my life knows that I say Looking for Alaska changed my life. So this this might be my new all-time favourite. To be fair, we are upgrading. Not upgrading. Upgrading, replacing, evolving Mm -hmm. from the good old John Green days to like Upgrades, people. Upgrades, yes. Um, I didn't cry because maybe... Because they both died at the end, and we kind of <laughs> knew that. But I had a little inkling of hope that, like, one of them wasn't a mistake. It wasn't, uh, it was a mistake, you know? Well, I'll tell you, I cried for, like, half an hour. <laughs> That's okay. We're both very different people emotionally, it seems. <laughs> and that's okay. No, I love that for you. Love that it's kind of surpassing looking for Alaska. Mm. Thank you. Alright, let's get into it. Alright, rip in. Lead us on. Oh, rip in. Let me eat my little sesame seeds. Mm, delicious. So, the premise of this book is that 
I think it was written in 2017 or just before, but like in the book it's 2017, I'm pretty sure. And the premise of it is that there's a new, like, I don't know, I guess company, corporation called Deathcast where they um, know when you're going to die. So they call you at midnight or just around midnight and say, like, we're really sorry, blah, 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 but sometime over the next 24 hours you are going to meet an untimely death. So. With that, Mateo, we're introduced to Mateo and Rufus. They both get their calls. They're both in very different situations. And along with Deathcast, there's also an app called Last Friend, which I guess is kind of like a Tinder-esque sort of situation, but it's for um, people who have gotten the alert that they're going to die and also for people that haven't got the alert um, to meet up and be like a last friend to someone on their end day. They're also, people who received the alert are also referred to as deckers, which I didn't understand why. They're going to get decked. Well, yeah, I was like, why? Deckers is such a, because it has no affiliation to like end day or mm. death cast. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, oh, deckers, I think, is primarily also like a social media, like Twitter thing, like, because the deckers feeds. Oh, okay. That, that Matteo looks at. Right. So I think it's more from the social media aspect. Oh, okay. It's just... A, a colloquialism nickname yeah so but the thing that also makes this more devastating to me is that Matteo is 18 and Rufus is 17 so yeah I think we should just get into it because there's a lot yeah so I like I was I've really gone into a rabbit hole about this but I don't think it's fair to call like if you're not over 18 that you get like the alert that you're going to die like yeah, like, I think you should be an adult. I feel, so we're going to dive into a bit of, like, the social values and implications. Yeah, let's go into Deathcast. Let's go into the concept okay. of Deathcast. I want to agree with you on, on that, but this this is described as, like, yeah, uh, like an alternate universe slash borderline dystopian type of thing. They're in New York. <laughs> yeah, 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 but in terms of genre, mm-hmm. you know, like, I know what I mean and that's all that matters. What is that beeping? My head off, sorry. Anyone can die at any time, and it's just these people just get the privilege. So this is what I've written down. Like, yeah, would you rather live in a world where we know? Or, like, is that kind of throwing away the idea of always live life to the fullest? Like, like, can you just be a genuinely shit person until you get the call and then be like, okay, like, now I'm going to go and do a good deed. Or, like, me, because I'm dramatic, like, I just live life, and then, like, on the day I get my call, I'm like, right, Let's go air out every single one of my grievances. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) Fuck you. Look, I'm not prepared to have this much of a deep (laughs) conversation about this. But that's okay. No. Yeah, I... I, And then just from, like, the standpoint of, like, I think there should be adults because I don't think it's fair that, like, you call up... Say, like, if someone was to call up me and be like, you're going to die. Also, your one-year-old son is going to die. Like, the multiple one fucked me over, especially yeah. with Rufus and his family. Yeah, like, three people, and he is just with them, and he has to escape. Yeah, like, oh my god, that's just devastating. Yeah, yeah. Look, ooh, I don't know. Would you like to? You personally, would you prefer a call up, or would you prefer to just live life? I'd rather just live life and die. Okay, fair enough. I don't know. I feel like a bit of warning would be. Great, so then you can ju- kind of just focus and doing whatever you want to do. Like, just the concept of a day throws me off. I'd rather be like, sometime in the next month, or like, sometime in the next six months. Next minute, it's tomorrow. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> you fall and hit your head. <laughs> yeah, I get it, yeah. 
I just I just would not know. Yeah, and then also I was thinking, like, is it just, like, a, a database that, like, picks out, like, a randomly generated, like, because it's American, like, social security number, and they're like, okay. Because then it's, like, also, like, untimely death. Like, I don't understand, like, how do you know that, like, you're going to get hit by a car, like. And it's funny, in this book, they do kind of theorise, like, how did death cast came about? Oh, they have a theory, oh, it's aliens and all that type of stuff. Mm. Or it's the government and all that. But, yeah, look, I don't know. It's just an arbitrary thing. It's probably, like, a lottery, perhaps. Mm. Or there must be some other higher being. See, I also wouldn't have minded some sort of um, resolution-ish mm. to, like, what dictates the get the death cast and all that type of stuff. Perhaps, don't know if this is already the case, perhaps this could be, like, a little anthropology novel series where mm. you can have, like, different... Same universe, but, like, different areas, how they also interact with this yeah. death car situation. Perhaps there could be another book of how it came to be, etc. Like, that'd be pretty cool. Because I want to know more. Yeah, I think I could accept it more if it was, like, I don't know, like, a form of population control. And they're like, in the next 24 hours, someone's going to come and shoot you in the head. Boom, boom. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be that specific. No, <laughs> but, like, like, like no, I don't want, yeah, like, yeah. an untimely death. I want it to have a reason. Right. Yeah, you want a, a significance. Mm. Yeah, look, shit's fucked <laughs> in this the society. And then, so, there's Deidre, who is yeah. an employee at Make a Moment, which is, like, Make a Witch. For all the Deckers to experience things. Yeah. Anyway, so, like, she talk, we get a little bit of a backstory, and she is a lesbian woman who um, has experienced, like, prejudice her whole, her whole entire life. And it seems that she's been contemplating trigger warning, mental health, suicide. <laughs> and she is being contemplating suicide. And then, so, it's, like... And she's kind of like, yeah, I didn't get the call, but I'm going to die anyway. Like, I'm going to beat Death Cast. And it's like, yeah, in this world, how does that work? And then because, do they know, sorry, when someone with, like, say, cancer is going to die, like, do they call up, like, yeah, like, you've had it for, I don't know, X amount of time, but, like, today is the day that you die. Whereas, like, yeah, with suicide, it's like... Yeah, I I completely understand that. It's so trippy how that works. Because... Yeah, because would suicide still be classed as untimely because mm. given the age that it happens? And Deidre, I think, is quite young. Mm. Yeah, look, all these social implications of this world. Mm. Like, the the world building in general was is quite well done. Mm. And, you know, it keeps you... That's why we're asking these questions. Yeah. But also, like, I want to know. For me as well, like, it was so hard for me to accept... Because they're so, like, they're teenagers, they're so young. And I know, like, I remember being a teenager and, like, everything was the end of the world and everything, like, Mm. was, everything meant everything. And I'm just sitting here, like, they never had a chance to live. Like, they didn't, they couldn't experience life. Like, yeah, and it just gets me. (laughs) And, yeah, speaking of, like, Deidre, there are also other point of views for other characters that the boys have kind of interacted or walked past throughout the entirety of the book and how they're presence impacted them and with Deidre in particular she was looking out the window and she saw Matteo and Rufus walking by Mm. and she remembered them from the make a moment which by the way was fucking expensive it was like $200 to go fake skydiving and they didn't even enjoy it yeah rip off (laughs) and then she kind of saw them and then kind of found a reason to live again but yeah like but then wouldn't death cast be like you're going to die today she doesn't know it's suicide or she probably would have, because being mentally unwell, she probably, yeah, thought of it for ages. But, like, yeah, wouldn't that have counted, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. And we also see other point of views from, like, 
the heralds of Deathcast, mm. so the Deathcast callers. So we've got Andrea, who called Mateo, and we've got Victor, who called Rufus. Now, initially, in Andre Andrea's chapter, chapter, like, page or whatever, um, it's said that, like, she's often uh, being reprimanded because she gets names wrong, she calls the wrong people. So immediately, I'm like, shit, Mateo's not going to die. I think, yeah, because it was, she calls so many people because she's, like, trying to beat a record that, like, she gets, yeah, their name is mixed up. Which is such a fucked up thing. Uh-huh. Like, you're calling to tell people to die and you're worried about personal best scores. Mm. Again, it shows how, like, maybe desensitised everyone is in this world, almost. Because at the end of the day, it's a job and someone's got to do it, but, like, you don't want to be too passionate about it. Yeah. So, yeah, immediately I thought, oh, well, Mateo has definitely been mistaken. Because she calls him Timothy in the yeah. first chapter, but then obviously that didn't that didn't come to be. Which also, yeah, adds another like layer to the world. It's like, well, people obviously get mistaken all the time. Does that mean they then will die in place of the original person? Yeah. Or do they just end up dying, but they just didn't get the call? Mm. Like it's it's so so layered, so extreme. And then like another sort of implication with Victor, because Victor dated. Andrea, no, Delilah, someone else. Oh, I don't even know. And it turns yeah, out Delilah. the people who work as a desk, uh, death caster could potentially uh, abuse their power and, like, call people, fake call them to scare them and all that type of stuff. Yeah, because she got a phone call, Delilah, but she didn't believe it because she broke up with Victor the night before, so she thought he was just playing a prank on her. Exactly. And, like, obviously that is illegal. And, like, it's so interesting, like, those types of things... I didn't think about, I wouldn't have thought would be a thing in this type yeah. of world because I thought we were just going to be following Mateo and Rufus, yeah. their journey, not like all these extra little bits and pieces, yeah. but I'm glad because it really just gives us a good overview of what the world yeah. is like. So I want to talk about Mateo and Rufus for just a moment as well. Um, sure. Just like a bit of their backstory. So Mateo is 18, um, his dad is in a coma, we don't know why, we just get told that he's been in a coma for two weeks, um, and his mum died in childbirth. Rufus is 17 years old, his parents and his older sister died, and his grandfather, I'm pretty sure, like his entire family died in a car crash, um, and he is in foster care, and um, he has two best friends and an ex-girlfriend anyway, but they're all like in foster care, and they call it Pluto. It's their family name. Um, And they met on the last friend app. Yeah, and Rufus is bisexual, and Mateo is gay. Thus talking about this during pride month <laughs> except he doesn't really he doesn't feel comfortable with his sexuality almost he kind of only comes out at the end yeah i like that i said as well like the subtlety of rufus's and mateo's sexuality like if i didn't know this was an mlm book then i wouldn't know until i read it i also enjoyed the complete difference in writing i guess through each point of view because it just goes i suppose it's the way to show how different they really are rufus is more of a oh, bad boy yeah i was gonna say hooligan but i don't know if hooligan would have been the right way but yeah he's a bit of a like bad guy you know a bit of a troublemaker type of thing the way he's described and his first chapter he's beating up his ex-girlfriend's current boyfriend boyfriend. peck or patrick and um that leads into a whole other can of worms of course and then Matteo is just kind of introverted, just chilling at home. He's a very like safe person, doesn't really take many risks. I in looked life. up he like just... character descri- descriptions and stuff, and it says that he has anxiety. So, oh uh, yes, that would be. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't think of that. Mm. 
be a very anxious person. I love when two characters are like, yeah, the polar opposites of each other and they kind of balance each other out. They learn different things off each other. Yeah. Because obviously with Rufus's, you know, help, Matteo was able to come out of his shell a little bit and be able to... Literally come out. (laughs) Yeah, and literally come out and also live his best and last day. Mm. But then I guess Rufus kind of mellows out when he's with Matteo too. Like he's, I don't know, just nicer and like very like philosophical talking about their interests and stuff there was a point of view as well where there was a guy um and he'd gotten the call and he decided he was a gym junkie and so he decided to go and bomb the gym but i'm wondering like if that's something as well that like kind of beats the system because like if he got the call and then like decide later on like okay like i'm gonna go bomb the gym like in the morning or whatever like did everyone that was going to the gym get the that day get the call or because it's like how would they know that like he was going to make that decision so i get again there's all these implications of like how logistically would this work realistically in our world well if you think of the accident with delilah and the actor and sally Mm. like he died in the car accident but she didn't she survived and I, we assumed that the car accident was his intended death yeah maybe it's about that kind of predestined thing as we've discussed yeah. a few other times before <laughs> like it's not about the journey it's how you get there so maybe i don't know he seemed like a pretty miserable guy yeah but was the death call the last straw for him yeah I don't but know. yeah and then what yeah everyone in the gym it would have been known I would have thought yeah look I don't know yeah logistically now I'm doing like the mental gymnastics like I don't bloody know what a gruesome way to go though like you know about it you're a bit miserable angry with the world and you're like if you're going if I'm going down I'm taking your lot with me yeah and like Mateo and Rufus like they nearly got through the entire day yeah. So it's like, yeah, and again, like, it's like you get home and you're just sitting there and you're waiting, like. And, like, I thought, so, um, I'll talk, yeah, a bit more of the plot. So, um, Peck, for some reason, because Rufus beat him up, he's like, well, he's dying today, so I'm going to be the one to kill him. Um, he has a gun and gets his group of friends. They go to the club where Rufus and Mateo and their friends are. Um, and he's like, I'm going to shoot you. There is a fight, and that doesn't work out. So that's fine. Um, very on-the-nose gun violence in a club where there's two gay people uh yeah i love that mass shooting a a couple years in orlando yeah mateo and rufus um yeah go back to mateo's house and they just like stay in bed and they fall asleep and they wake up it's like what 10 43 or like 8 43 or something anyway and so i'm just thinking i'm like is there and I was so hopeful like i know it's called they both die at the end but like i was like they've done it they've beat it like and it's like that there is that question though if Matteo had just stayed in bed. I feel like something else would have happened then as well. Or maybe he just felt the strong compulsion. Maybe there's a compulsion with it as yeah, well. Yeah, to do like, something. Yeah. Like all he wanted to do was make some food and it was the dodgy stove. Peppermint tea. But then there again, like there's that, like, che- I think it's like Chekhov's gun or whatever. It's yes, like, yes, yeah, yes, when yes, you yes. mention something, like, yeah, you can't, you can't just mention something and then not use it, whatever. Um, I'm going to look up the actual definitions because I'm screwing that up. But Definition of Chekhov's gun. Yeah. Yeah, it's like if you completely describe the gun in Act 1, you have to use it in Act 2. Yeah, it's a dramatic principle that suggests 
that details within a story or play with will contribute to the overall narrative. See, I saw a TikTok on that earlier because I saw a guy say it, but like I'd already like known of it. And then this is what yeah. I was thinking with Andrea being the whole, oh, she, you know, she's being reprimanded. She's been in meetings all the time because she gets names wrong. She's constantly fucking up her job type of thing. So I'm like, well, obviously Matteo was a mistake. He's going to yeah. That was my hope throughout the entire bloody book. And like, I knew, yeah, like when it came back to the stove, I was like, oh no. Yeah, and like, too. I didn't realize until too late that I was like, ah, they had done so well to survive everything. I know, and because it was, like, it, was it was mentioned so many times as well. Like, when he was leaving, he's like, oh, i got to write to this guy not to, um... I feel like it wasn't so many times, though. Oh, well, like, it was like, i got to write this letter not to, like, fix my stove or whatever. And then he's talking to Rufus about it. And he's like, oh, like, I, yeah, need to give this guy this letter or whatever not to fix my stove. Like, it was mentioned a couple of times, and I was like, fuck! They'd done so well, like, they were so careful not taking elevators, like, trying to stay away from the subway. Yeah, and then it was like... Yeah, in that moment when I, like, I lost it, I was like, it's just a fucking stove. <laughs> I think, yeah, it's, it comes across as a predestined thing. Yeah. I think it's almost quite symbolic as well, because they've come full circle and he's ended back in the comfort of his home. Yeah. I mean, I don't like, know if I feel you're like that's quite... comfort, but... I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, alright, I said what I said, but, like... <laughs> I stand by just, it. Just in his house, I stand by that, whatever. But, yeah, like, he's taken risks he's lived his life for the better almost and he's come home almost the boy of his dreams it seems and unfortunately gets a bit cooked <laughs> but how devastated was like rufus though that mm. kind of broke my heart a little bit didn't cry but i was, I was getting there. the poor boy yeah now here's the thing last week we talked about song of achilles mm. and this concept called bury your gaze trope yeah uh, uh, this definitely uh, not that great because you know they end up I guess falling for each other towards the end and like they actually say I love you and all that uh, which is great but then they both die at the end even though it is the title of the, of the book but like it would have been also the same book if you had had two straight cis people and yeah I know but the point is that like no uh, that's what I'm saying like it didn't have to be yeah. gay people like and again yeah. that's feeding into the bury your gays trope so I was a little bit annoyed with that. But. Ah. Well, let's hope the other two books that someone doesn't die. <laughs> oh, is there more books? That we're reading for Pride f- Month. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, hell no, they better not. I don't think so. They don't seem like the type of books to be that dramatic. And then obviously, just while we're just discussing towards the end of the book, um, Delilah, you know, she, the news reporter, whatever, she's just, she called Victor because I forget why, but then... Um, she tells him, oh, you pranked called me that I'm going to die, blah, blah, blah. And Victor's like, no, I didn't. And so she's freaking the fuck out. And then Victor, speeding to her direction oh at, God, like, a park. No, yeah. Althea, Althea, Althea Park or whatever. Park. And then uh, Rufus is walking that way, you know. And just the, f- the last paragraph. Road without looking or whatever. Yeah, like, put my headphones in, looking at the phone. You start walking. And then, yeah, Victor's driving in that direction. And then it's just, like, a fade to black, essentially. Yeah. We know what happens. <laughs> Rip Rufus. But then I'm also curious as to what happens to Delilah. Because, like, if she's meant to die, how does she die? Uh-uh. Or, am I just being, or am I just being morbid and wanting to know how she dies? She'll probably get mugged. Probably, yeah. Yeah, with this book, there's, like, multiple plot lines weaved into each other, and it's great. I like books like this, sort of, though, when you, like, don't know how they're all connected, and then they come together. 
Yeah. It was like a book. Sure. Um, I think it got turned into a Netflix show as well um, by John Green and a couple others. It's called, like, Let It Snow. And they're all, like, individual stories, but then they all come together at the end. And I'm like, whoa! Yeah, except there are a couple instances here where, like, I didn't, I don't feel like it seemed necessary. Like, there was one with a cop. What was mm. his name? It was like, oh, where is it? It's around here. Officer Andrade or something. And, like, he was sent to arrest Rufus because, obviously, you know, Peck called the cops on him for beating him up. Beating him up, and so Rufus is pretty much on the run for the whole the whole day. Like, I don't think his little chapter was necessary. I mean, you're sent to arrest a Decker, like, leave him be, almost. Yeah. Even... I actually don't know if it was Howie's chapter or if I just wrote him down because he was just like the actor with the play on Harry Potter. Yeah. You know, extravaganza. Delma Young? Mm. She made the f- create Lost She made the app. app. Yeah. Lost. There were things like that. It's like, I didn't really need Howie. I didn't really need Delma. In the end, I didn't really need D- Delilah or Delilah. Andrea either. Like, or Victor. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't mind it just Andrea's chapter where it's like, oh, she mixes people's names up and calls the wrong people all the time. Like, yeah. it just adds that extra social layer. And then Victor, yeah, I didn't really care about him. He was just, like, heartbroken, essentially. Mm. I did like how they started, though. Like, like what, like, and, and Andrea or whatever isn't dying today. Like, Death yes. Class did not call her. Yeah, and it's like, that's cool. She's not dying today because I yeah. like that, yeah, repetitive motion. Perhaps we could talk about Matteo and Lydia and their kind of relationship, perhaps. Because he was hell-bent on not telling her that he got the call. Yes, because her baby daddy died. It was pretty heartbreaking, and the last person she'd ever want to lose is Matteo. He would be, yeah, like her last friend, essentially, in life. And he is the godfather of her daughter, Penny. So, Kenzie, that begs the question, who would you tell, who would you not tell, if you were to get the get a call? Um, I wouldn't tell my mum. Oh. <laughs> Any reason why? Sorry, Amanda, if you're listening to this. <laughs> she doesn't. I don't even think she knows this podcast exists. Oh, that's okay then. Um, she's dealt with enough in her life. Actually, hmm. No, I think I would tell her because I think we've had enough sudden deaths in our life between the two of us. Um, yeah, I think I would tell my mum. I think that's like the only person I'd tell. Or like maybe like a kitchen utensil. Hello? <laughs> maybe a Hello, kitchen I'm utensil. Right here. <laughs> I wouldn't tell you. Alright, alright, whatever. That's your choice. Would you tell me? Like, what are you going to do? I think this is the thing, like, I wouldn't want to tell anyone because, like, what are you going to do? Yeah, and that's, like, the almost heartbreaking, devastating thing about this entire book, like, with the people they interact with, like, whether it be restaurant waitresses and all that, they'd be like, oh, sorry, like, there's nothing we can do for you. Yeah, like, what can you do for me? Yeah. I don't know, we can hang out. I'd write you a letter. (laughs) I'd write you nice letters. Oh, nice, yeah. sweet, real Matteo of you. Yeah, I'm more. I, I'm. I love the good. I love a. <laughs> if I can talk, I love a good piece of written word. Nice, I'd frame it. Yeah, immortalize it forever. Yeah, I'd leave you all my money. Oh yes. Yeah, you would get my money. <laughs> Screw my son. <laughs> Fantastic. He can have his dad's money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, Luke, if you're also listening to this. <laughs> Who would you tell? I don't know, I probably would tell you and a couple other friends, perhaps. I feel like I'm just, like, so selfless that, like, I wouldn't want to put that on anyone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you and your fucking high horse. Joking. No, look, I don't know. Depends who's around me at the time. Well, I sp- if you're calling it midnight, I'd be by myself. Yeah. Or is it, like, at this point where, like, 
if I can DM like Harry Styles and be like, I'm oh, dying yeah. today, please. <laughs> yes. I just need you to rail me one time. <laughs> like, is that an option that I have? Do, do you know how long it takes to fly him from wherever he is to Australia? That's all like right. He'd be dead. I'd wait. <laughs> I'd die in the middle how, of sex. That's how, that's that's how, how I die. Yeah. That's how you die. <laughs> he chokes me a little bit too hard. <laughs> Poor Harry. <laughs> Sorry, Harry, if you're listening to this. <laughs> Sorry, Harry Styles. Oh, boy. Yeah, I'd probably tell my sister. And then, yeah, maybe you, you and Jake, perhaps. Uh, and then the rest can find out on their own accord. Mm. If they ever find out. Mm. But yeah, I, yeah, I'm starting to see your point. Like, yeah, what would you do? Mm. And the thing is, these people, they start living their life. Well, not living, but like they go out and about at like midnight. Mm. It's like, I would be so fucking tired, dude. Mm. But I suppose the adrenaline of knowing you're going to die probably mm. kept keeps you up yeah they did so many things like out and about around new york yeah fake skydiving all right if you could have like one of those like make a moment experiences like i, I forget what else they kylo really ren anything with kylo ren <laughs> kylo ren railing you and that's how you die yeah um i don't know i'm not really like a big adrenaline person like and i'm not like i'm i'm not being like i want to skydive before i die like I don't know. I honestly, like, if someone told me you have 24 hours to live, I don't know what I'd do. Yeah, neither. You'd be so Well, I think, like, would I just choice. go and... No, I wouldn't even go and steal a heap of shit because I'm going to die. Yeah, I don't even know. And, like, some things take a bit more time to organise. Like, I highly doubt you can get a skydiving trip done the next day, yeah. perhaps. So, like, my issue would be, like, the wait time. Mm. But I suppose if we're living in this sort of world, like, Deckers kind of get a sort of priority. Well, I'm assuming almost. that, like, make a moment is, like, like 24 hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And also, it's VR, though, VR skydiving. It'd still be pretty cool. I know Matteo and Rufus had a miserable time mm-hmm. with it, but, like, I'd, I'd give it a go. But for $200, far out. Milk and all your money. Death money. I know what Jake would do. What would he do? He would buy the Millennium Falcon Lego set and build it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> God fucking damn it. Him and his Lego. And they also did a travel around the world thing, so I wouldn't mind doing that if I hadn't travelled so far. That'd be pretty cool. I feel like, like, 80 minutes, I feel like you could do a lot more travelling in 80 minutes, but whatever. And the thing about this world in general is there are other sort of, like, apps that people utilise or take advantage of. Mm. There's, um, what's it called there's like a necro app which is like a the t- the real tinder like hook up you hook up with a decker or whatever and i wonder if that's how a few of them actually died <laughs> now that we're talking about it oh what pages am i on there was another one it's called the veil but i can't find it i know i've written it down like i have it written down somewhere but i can't find it but it's called the you well there's another app in this world called the veil oh yeah which is like I don't know if it was like speaking to the spirit type of thing, but it's pretty I think creepy. It was just how, like, how you like they said it drains your battery, but you can like get in contact with someone. I think it's like because oh, Christian, yeah, yeah. um, Lydia's is it Lydia? Her yes. um ex partner um used it to try and contact her, but she was sleeping, and so then yes, his battery right. ran out. The veil is like way better than like nine one one. Also, Rufus utilises Instagram, which I knew that was going to bite him in the ass as soon as yeah. he started doing that. Again, Chekhov's gun. Stalks it. Once he decides he wants to kill him, he stalks it to figure out where he is. And yeah, like the gun violence thing, I thought 
I thought they were all done then and there. Yeah, I was like, everyone's dead. This is the end. But it's kind of smart of Rufus to like, I know he shot the wall, but he, you know, kind of used the rounds. Yeah, got, that yeah emptied him, the gun. Emptied the gun, but then that made him like the number one suspect almost as well. Perhaps we can talk about Matteo and Rufus's like relationship proper. Sorry if you hear Kenzie's son in the background. He's having good. a special grand old time. Um, I've written down some quotes that I really liked. Cool. So, um, no matter how we choose to live, we both die at the end. Which I think is just, like, a really good quote to live life by as well. Like, yeah. yeah. I also love that, like, it's the title of the book. I like when titles of books are added in these types of things. Um, I would have loved you if we had more time. Oof. Reminiscent of another book series. It was all borrowed time. Oh my god, I want to die. Stop it. Um, I always wanted to stumble into someone like you. I kiss my last friend because the world can't be against us if we're together. Oof. And orbit each other. Like what Rufus says to his friends. Yeah. That one broke me. But yeah, I honestly thought there was going to be a little bit more romance. Um, But no, good on Matteo. Kiss the boy. Yeah. It's great. In the club. And again, I love that, like, no one really cared about it. Yeah. It's great. When do you think Rufus really started getting the feels? When did who? Rufus? Rufus, yes. Uh, maybe after he, Matteo took him to see his dad and he was singing. Ooh. I thought with the train blackout, like, letting him, Matteo, sleep on his lap. How embarrassing. He was having a nightmare. <laughs> in public. In public. God damn it. My Could worst nightmare. <laughs> yeah, look, but it was great that Rufus was able to comfort him and all that type of stuff. Yeah, I loved yeah, them just going around, doing their last little things together, like visiting his dad at the hospital yeah. and going to the graveyard and going to the river and all that type of stuff. And it's just great. It's just like, just you learn the history. The history and backstory of each character is great. And poor Rufus, he feels so shit because he survived, like, the intense survivor's guilt this guy must have. Yeah. Well, if you think about it, he's kind of reunited with his family now, so... Yeah, and that was another thing. I didn't write it down, but, um... When Matteo went to his mother's grave, and he was like, oh, I hope you're ready to meet me now. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) This book, this... I, I think I need to read more of Adam Silvera's books because, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure about what else. Let's have a quick Google. I think I've got some in the front of my book. With your bougie hardcover. Yeah, boy. Hey, it was $12. Ooh, more happy than not. History is all you left me. Yeah. The break at the end. The first to die at the end. What? Hello? It's a prequel to. They both died at the end. Oh. Two new strangers. See, anthropology series. I did it. I guessed it before even knowing anything about it. All right, hang on. It's the night before death. Cast goes live and there's one question on everyone's mind. Can death cast actually predict when someone will die? Oh, so it's or is it just an elaborate hoax? We have to read that now. Yeah. I've, we have to go get it. All right, let's see. Orion Pagan... Pagan has waited years for someone to tell him he's going to die. He has a serious heart condition and he signed up for Deathcast. Ooh, so he could know what's coming. Valentino Prince is restarting his new life, or his life in New York. He has a, all of a sudden, I can't read a blurb. 
He has a long, promising future ahead and is and he only registered for death cast after his twin sisters nearly died in a car accident. Orion and Valentino cross paths in Times Square and immediately feel a deep connection, but when the first round of end day calls goes out, their lives changed forever. One of them receives a call and the other doesn't. Though neither boy is certain how the day will end, they know they want to spend it together, even if it means their goodbye will be heartbreaking. Oh no. Told with the acclaimed author, yeah, yeah, yeah. God damn. We have to read it now. Yes. <laughs> we have to buy it. Hey, another pride book. <laughs> well, I suppose that just answered my question. Death cast is something that's rolled out. Yeah. And it's something that you could initially Register sign up for. for. Yeah, so I could I could have chosen to opt out. Uh, it doesn't seem like it's on a, it's at Dimmix. So maybe it's not out yet. It might be out in America. Perhaps. Oh, pre-order. The first to die at the end. So it is coming soon. Fantastic. So keep an ear out for that in the near future. Yeah. I'm not sure when, but very nice. And perhaps all our questions will be answered. <laughs> but yeah, Rufus and Mateo. Love them together. They balance each other out. Great. No one cared. And Rufus was quite open about being bi, which is also fantastic. We love that rep. It got to a point where uh, uh, Mateo felt bad about Lydia not knowing. And so he then kind of... Uh, contacts her again and they sort sort their issues she out. She knew because of the way he was acting. He wasn't very being extremely subtle about it. And again, this is all happening at like four in the morning, six yeah. in the morning. It's like, what the hell? That just bothers me as well. It's like, I'd be like, oh, I'm going to die today. All right, I'm going to continue to get my eight hours of sleep. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> and there were clubs open and everything. And like Deckers get disc, well, allegedly discounts at yeah. restaurants and all that type of stuff. And what I also loved is that Matteo, you know, was doing a lot of good deeds along the way. Like, he was tipping extra, he was paying for, like, their tickets and all that type of stuff. I suppose that is just who he is. He's not doing it because he's going to die and this is, like, my last good deeds, as you were talking about in the beginning of the episode, but it's just who he is. Yeah. What was his... Oh, what was his headstone? He lived for everyone yeah. or something yeah, like that. Yeah, he lived for everyone. And that's, and that's ex- the example... It was very exemplary of what he was doing. And it kind of rubbed off on Rufus as well, because Rufus gave up his bike. Yeah, he did. We love that. Do you think he... Oh, I guess he was 17. Oh, in America you can drive at 16. But do you think he rode his bike everywhere because he was scared of cars in the end? I didn't think about it, but yes. <laughs> I feel like it's just as... Even biking is probably just as dangerous, but... I don't. I wouldn't say he's scared of cars, but yeah, he definitely isn't willingly going to be driving around. Yeah. Himself, at least. And the way he... And the way he describes remembering the accident, like, his family just, like, accepted it, that that's what they were going to do, like... Yeah, and it's like, so no, shit. like, fight. fight it. And obviously, yeah, he gets frustrated with that because he's just upset because they didn't fight. And they kind of, in in the end, left him behind, even though it was, wasn't their fault. And he was saying how they, like, were in the car and they crashed into the river or whatever. And he, like... His grandma, his grandpa, and his mum both reached for his door as he reached for the door so that he could get out. But then they all just sat there like they didn't even try to get yeah. out themselves. And it's like, I would try. Like, yeah, like, because there's been instances in the book as well where they've been like near misses. Like, they could have died at the explosion yeah. or they could have died being hit by another car or causing or something like that. But they just decided, no, this is our time. Yeah. <laughs> Again, weird world. Maybe they die at the start will give us a bit more insight and then like i wonder if like everyone like you get the call at midnight and then like 
does everyone get like nearly their entire like 24 hours or well obviously it's at some point throughout the day like it, they could have someone could have died at like a three or 301 a.m or something and then at like 1205 uh, you like fall in the shower and die like <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, i'd be yeah, like look, ripped off. Sh- and there was that was another thing too with somebody I think Victor called somebody and it's like, oh, well, do I get my full hour? Because they tried contacting somebody and they didn't pick up. But it's like, I don't think you're guaranteed, you're not guaranteed the full day, but there is a, at some point, yeah, you will get. And the whole idea of a serial, like a last friend serial killer, like how fucked up is that? Or extra fucked up? Just goes to show, you know, no no society or universe is perfect, I guess. There's going to be fuckwits. I thought they were going to be... I thought there was going to be more on that too, because it was mentioned a couple times. Again, like Chekhov's gun, I thought perhaps they would have an encounter with that serial killer. Yeah, imagine. Or or something like that, but perhaps it may come about in the beginning of the the prequel book. Yeah. What's the bet? Everything gets resolved in that book. Yeah, (laughs) all of our questions. (laughs) And we just look like idiots now. I still can't believe he died by the fucking stove. I know. Like, I was like, I'd rather they just suffocate each other or something in their sleep. Like, yeah. Yeah, and I, I do agree with you, like, why did it have to be young kids? Especially in this day and age where, like, especially with gun violence in America, like, young children or young people dying all the time ne- uh, needlessly. Yeah, and I think for a while, like, it didn't dawn me that they were kids. I was just like, oh, like, they're in their mid-twenties or whatever, like. Being in our mid-twenties now, reading any sort of, I guess, YA book, I just assume they're older anyway, regardless. Yeah. But now they're just babies. They're just out of like high school and all that stuff. And they're talking about college and it's like, oh, I've got so much to live for. I'm happy with that. If there's anything else to talk no, about. No, I'm good. I Someone think... has also done a giant poo and he smells. Oh, nice. Gone through everything we needed to talk to, uh, talk about. We may have missed some things, but anyway, I enjoyed the book. Now I'm extra excited for the prequel after learning about that. So stick around, stay tuned for that. Um, give us your thoughts, feelings, emotions on our socials. Thanks for listening. And keep an ear out for the next one. Yeah. Bye, everybody.